Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And a special offer to I'ma Let You Finish listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash I'ma let you, I-M-M-A-L-E-T-U. That's betterhelp.com slash I'ma let you, I-M-M-A-L-E-T-U. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Court and Amy. It is I'ma Let You Finish, show number 122 on the Pantheon Podcast Network, our last show of the year, because let's just face it, we need to holly, we need to jolly, we need some rest, and we'll see you in the new year. But, uh, Ames, I mean, you've had everything this year. You've had somebody fall on the train tracks. You've had a lot of shit. Oh, not not fall, pushed. Ugh. Push. New York City. But they, wait, the Knicks are like, are, aren't we four and something? Yeah, we've uh, we won our last four games. We've won our last four games. Dynasty. Dynasty. It's a dynasty. It's a dynasty. It's a dynasty. It is. We've won it all. It's a dynasty. Yeah, we're done. If the <laughs> NBA season ends right now, we've won. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we need to just do that. We should treat this like. Ticketmaster, right? We'll just right. we'll just, just say the price. Yeah, we'll just right. make it up. Yeah, it's like, like this is what you're gonna wait. pay. This is what. Yeah, <laughs> and then not let you win when you get to the show. <laughs> right, exactly. We're charging you five hundred dollars to come here. Oh, and by the way, they're not gonna win. Go home. See you. Have right. a have you a can, have a cup. In. Have a a fourteen a fourteen dollar cup of coke. Yeah, with blue and can orange I, on it. Let me like fucking Ticketmaster. The I mean. It's master should be the first right. master. It's We're obeying the them. <laughs> fuckery. First of all, this has just not been a good last few months for Ticketmaster. They the scam of them is just really a mess. And the fact that we know that no one is going to do a thing of fucking about it. You've let no. these companies, you let the promoter and the fucking people who sell you tickets and resell you tickets come together. Little as conflict one giant of interest. Wouldn't you say that it's a little conflict mm-hmm. of interest? Just a little. Nothing <laughs> and good. Like to, nothing good. Nothing good. And they like together. they like to introduce fun things like no dynamic ticket pricing. Like it's due to demand. I'm like so. You mean fluctuating ticket prices on the first day when a popular right. concert goes on sale where you know everybody's trying to get tickets? And they're like, you know, it's due to demand. I'm like, that is bullshit. Everybody's trying to buy tickets on day one. And if you wait till day two, you automatically get taken to your lovely new uh, resale site so we like can pay Stubhub hundreds of thousands. Literally, they, that is connected to them. So you go to their verified resale where the same ticket is now hundreds to thousands of dollars more. It is such a scam. Well, like, yeah, it's just I a mean, mess. Nothing, nothing good ever happens when two corporations decide to join forces, right? It, never. It's I've never heard of a situation in this country where m- two multinational corporations go, I know it's a good idea. Let's completely flood the market so that nobody has any competition whatsoever. The more they get together, the less choices you have, the less options. So I appreciate 
nothing will be done because I'm sure these guys are in the pocket of everybody because right. it's a money making opportunity and Republicans, Huge. Democrats, whatever. They're so what has to be done, and I and I do appreciate that people want to see shows. I do appreciate that, you know, you've been indoors for two years and you want to see Taylor Swift or whomever. Uh, shout out to Bad Bunny, by the way, 85,000 seats in Mexico City. I mean, come on, man. That's like World Cup times five level of tickets. But stop stop buying. Boycotts work. Boycotts Real work. DLT. If everybody just said, I'm not buying any of these tickets and let the arena sit half empty, they would panic. And all of a sudden, you the would tickets see a, would be 50 you bucks. You would see a price <laughs> adjustment really adjustment. fast. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, because the artists are not getting as much as this as you might think. Some are, but this is all going. Oh, a to- lot are. A lot are, you know, yeah, the cut, t- and they're getting a cut of, depending if you're big, too, you get a cut of concessions. Yeah, but they, and need those to, they need to just, I mean, I'm, I'm asking for. Of social awareness on the part of mm-hmm. multi-billionaires, but they can do it. I mean, they can say... Prince I mean, has done it. Remember when he did that, that tour, was it? It was the Welcome to America, or right, the one right. right before that, where the tickets were hard to get, but they were like... 30-something, 40-something yeah. I can't stand Pearl Jam as a band, but they Pearl took on Jam was trying to tell us about Ticketmaster 20 years. fucking years ago. They and were like, like said, this hate, ain't good. Right, right. I hate them as a band <laughs> right. musically, but they were 100. And you know what? They went up against them, and they and they made a difference. 20-something so years yeah, ago, Eddie Vedder was like, this is some bullshit. Yeah, the so way this works. They just changed the name, Ticketron, Ticketmaster. It's all the same thing. So telecharge, telecharge all of that. Telecharge. <laughs> Remember telecharge. I know telecharge. <laughs> what do you mean you're charging me a fee? All I did was give you my credit card number. What, what's the fee? I love what it's like when you go to the phone phone company. Um, you buy a phone and they go, "We're get, we're you were charging you." a uh, something charge. So you're charging me $40 for giving you more money. Oh, no. My favorite is that every time with, with you know, I have AT&T when it's time to renew, I guess, what they feel is like a contract or you upgrade. Okay, upgrade, this phone, I right. bought a new phone. Why am I paying you for, like, you didn't turn off all my service. I put on a new phone that I bought from you. Well, that's and what I I'm always saying. call and make them take that fee off because I'm a bitch with that. I'm like, you know, here's my little secret. I call the retention. I call, and as soon as the person picks up, I'm like, retention, please. Oh, that's what I do. I care like, now. I care like, now. I'm like, I'm like, can I help you? No, you can send me to retention. No, I, let's I, just start I, there yeah. because they're going to be the ones when I'm like, I have been with you guys for twenty. You're not. I'm not paying yeah. to stay with you. No, you need to be glad I'm staying with you, and I want a better plan. What can you do? And they always work it out and take that fee off. All right. Well, speaking of dynamic pricing, how much mm-hmm. do you think Janet Jackson's going to gouge her fans for? She's going out on tour. Yes, She's going to charge a lot, right? I mean, here's the thing about Janet, though. Her tour, um, because it's I an went event. To the it is an it event. Is. But her tour prices, her ticket prices are not ridiculous. That's okay. the thing about Janet. It is the average of what a concert is okay. going out and seeing. And I'm glad she's coming back out on the road. And, you know, Jan is a legend and an icon. And she says new music is coming and new music will be performed. And it's exciting. She's going out starting next spring and she'll be With in New York ludicrous. in May. Can you someone explain? No, let me, t- let me just okay. tell you I something. have nothing you, against Ludacris, but... But if you it's- think, well, it, she's Janet, right? Janet's in her 50s. So Ludacris makes sense. That era of, guess, of yeah. him. And Ludacris... We forget how many hits he had. No, Ludacris, we don't forget. I think that he's going to rock the fuck no, out of those a, arenas. He's great. You know what I'm saying? Whereas when you, it's one of those like when I went to see Lionel Richie for the first time. First, I was like, oh, okay. Then you forget how many songs Lionel Richie has, and it was like one jam after another. Then he got into the Commodore stuff, and you're like, oh shit. What? I think it's going to be that way with Ludacris. It's going to be one party jam after another. That's a really, to me, really good setup. Because her, her, her base is grown people. So it makes sense with Ludacris. But let me ask you this. I mean, she is going to do music. How much are, is her audience going to... Her audience is not going to be there for the new music. They're but here's the thing, like me, with all of us Janet fans. Like, we love all of her albums. So it's a unique... It's a different experience with her fans because she doesn't really put out bad albums. In the last tour, she toured around her album Unbreakable, which everybody loves. So the new songs were great. And she's got such a vast catalog of old yeah. songs, right? That it works. So, I, you know... A Janet show is just always 
a fierce good time. So I'm just looking forward to a very fierce good time. I've seen her twice, but I will say when I saw her the second time when Tony, Tony, Tony opened up, they Mm. were so good that she took them off the tour. (laughs) Could they outshone her? Um, And she is good. I've seen the Black Cat Mm. tour and I saw whatever that tour afterwards. And she was Mm. great, but... Yeah, that's one of the great, you know, the one of the great record industry things. Like suddenly Tony, Tony, Tony is nowhere to be found. <laughs> I wonder why. Oh, right. They're, Listen, perfor- they're, they're remember performing. Rick James and Prince. That was that. And remember in vogue with 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 Luther Vandross didn't was didn't go so good. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, when your opening act is better than you. It's well, never- I don't know if it's better. It's like, think they're different, right? And Tony, Tony, Tony is such a fierce band. And oh, yeah. it's such a different experience than what she gives. It's like, you know, they were fucking just... Oh, they were amazing. But it was- you know, and that those the, the songs, the musicality of it. It's such a different oh, vibe wow. than what she's giving you, you know, pop diva extravagance. And they're going to, like, you know, play the house fucking down in the yeah. vocals. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, all right. So playing the house down, I I am, you know, I don't watch soccer other than every mm-hmm. four years. Like most Americans, mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. interested when it's, like, a world thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually... <laughs> I actually asked my therapist, I said, can I see you tomorrow, like before <laughs> three o'clock? Because You're like, because there's the some World, world Cup shit No, Morocco's playing. And, and she goes, yeah, sure. Because I used to go like after work and I'm not. Mm. Um, so Argen- today's Tuesday. So Argentina, Croatia today. I'm rooting Argentina <sighs> only because the Croatian uniforms are horrible. And that's one of my criteria. They look like a tablecloth in a Bay Ridge pizza place. So. I don't like the uniforms. I go for that. But Argentina, Messi, let him have his ring. I don't know if I can because Argentina has a little bit of a messy history to me. Messi, you know I mean? messy with an I or messy with <laughs> you know, a Y? Isn't that kind of where the the uh, Nazis went to hide out? Didn't they hide out in like they, southern? They're, in, Ar- they're but, in Queens too. But aren't oh, they still? I, I'm sorry, as opposed to Croatia? No, it's the real deal thing. I'm more, exci- I'm more excited about uh, Morocco, Mor- France. Let me just tell you something. How hot are those Morocco that- players? Oof. Oof. oof, it's just I, like oof, oof. That's all I got to say. Like, I was the- like, I got some balls you could kick over here, Daddy. No, no oof. and the French players are good looking too. I mean, pound listen, the That's thing about looking- the soccer players are the finest motherfuckers no. out of all of the sports. I mean, it's just legs and asses and. Thighs and, and they are calves. the fi- they are the firemen. I say it then mm-hmm. they are the firemen of sports. Mm-hmm. They are just yeah. They fired my boyfriend, the Spanish coach. Though. I mean, they were like, "You lost your out of here." Your body. <laughs> they were like, "You're get an OnlyFans." I mean, did you see the collapse of Br- of Brazil was stunning. I yeah. mean, at the penalty kicks, I just sat there. Literally, I was on a group text with friends and we're all like gasping for air when the last penalty kick hit the fucking pole we were all like oh shit but it will be nice just from a a world history standpoint even though like hardly any of the french players are actually born in france and they're all different it would be nice if the former colony beat the former colonizer with Morocco and France. So I'm all, you know, and well, is it the thing though? Like you, French has to be your art when you're on the national team though, I believe you have to be. Yeah. But there, there's a lot of guys that are North African on the Morocco, on the French team. Oh, well, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of the people yeah. from the Maghreb on the French team. I mean, you go to France, there's a ton of North Africans. There. That's true. It would yeah. be great to have a Muslim, Muslim Arab Listen, Arab African team win. Just my, to me, I you know, it's a really it's a toss-up. Yeah. Because I would absolutely like to see Mbappe pull it together and win it for France and you know win it two years in a row because he's the, the young superstar. But I would really love to see Africa sweep in there and yeah. win the whole thing and gag the world. But at the end of the day, we actually don't really care because my criteria, as I said, have I been to the country? What's the uniform situation? Mm -hmm. And how hot are they? Well, I haven't been to Croatia, but I have been to Morocco. I've been to Morocco. I've been to France. Mm -hmm. I have family in Argentina. Mm -hmm. I haven't been to Croatia, but I've been to another part of the Balkans. So that, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just hate their uniforms. They look like a pizza. 
restaurant in Bay Ridge. <laughs> they do. I mean, the aesthetics matter. I'm looking at something for nine thousand. One day. Now I want not, pizza. <laughs> now you always want pizza. One, I do always want pizza. One day, and we won't go into it now. But one day, someone is going to explain to me how they play and play and play and play and play and play and go past ninety minutes, and then somebody just arbitrarily goes, "Okay, now it stops." You have to explain that to me one day. Not you. I'll research it, but I have to explain, like, wait, I don't get the rules of soccer. I don't get the cards. I don't get the adding on 10 minutes. I don't get any of that. (laughs) I'm like, what do you mean? It's 90. No, you can't. You just, oh, can you imagine if the Knicks were playing whoever and it's tied and suddenly they go, you know what? Actually, we're going to give you an extra 10 minutes. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I just don't get it. You know what I mean? It's like... I, I, it would be Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster would be like, I'm going to give you an extra 10 minutes. And then we're kicking you out. Pri- and then for dynamic, <laughs> for dynamic pricing. pricing. And then we're kicking you out. Right. All right. Taylor Swift is directing a movie. Okay. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I hope it's a psychological thorough about a woman who can't get over her ex-boyfriends 25 years after she's or broken up with psych- them. Or a psychological thriller about a woman who's really wealthy, but still seeing can't get the security right because everybody keeps just walking into all of her houses in various states. I told you, I saw her. When you go to Rhode Island, uh-huh. you can see the house. that she's, right. It's in a yeah. gorgeous part no, of it's, Rhode Island. It's very like, I wonder it's which one is hers. Hers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one on the cliff with a fan and a gate that goes around and the one that's empty (laughs) right but yet yeah it's beautiful it's right over Mm -hmm. a cliff it's really nice all right Mm -hmm. i think okay Mm -hmm. i think it's time to leave twitter i mean not that i'm on it that much Mm -hmm. in the past week elon we all need to remember that elon musk was raised during apartheid in south africa so his Mm -hmm. worldview might be somewhat skewed Mm -hmm. Um, in the past week, he has tweeted out my pronouns, persecute Fauci. He has gotten rid of the little committee that screens things to make sure that inappropriate things don't get on. Um, he has accused one of his former employees who is Jewish of being a pedophile, which is a, something he throws around all the time when he wants to accuse you of something. He accused, remember those kids that were trapped in the cave in Thailand? Mm -hmm. They were pedo, the guys who rescued them were pedophiles. Um, And he's just, he's just, uh, he's either, this is either the greatest insurance scam of our time, of all time, Mm -hmm. or he's a nightmare. Um, So anyway, Dave Chappelle, who is also increasingly suspect every single day. I told you I'm not a fan of his. I never, yeah. I never, I never got why the big appeal of Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I just don't. I did. I mean, I thought he was, mm-hmm. but he brought so he brought Elon Musk on stage in Silicon Valley, basically, in San Francisco. Um, and shock of shocks, Elon Musk got not just booed, but like booed by people he had probably fired and of course Chappelle just sort of turned it into some cancel culture nonsense and I, my question is why are you co-signing this guy why well are you- because these rich people stay in this little bubble and they think right. that they have the answers and they're smarter than everybody because you may be smart but the thing about being getting to be rich in this country is also luck of the draw you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It has because they are brilliant people who never become rich. They are people who work harder than anything any celebrity has ever done, and they don't get rich. It it really is timing and luck of the draw. I also hate that he was like, "Yeah, most of the booing coming from up top," like basically implying the poor people who couldn't afford right. the cheap like, the cheap seats don't like and my you. thing is so now you want to insult the people who come to see you and yeah you know what yeah there are people who like you who can't afford to pay a thousand dollars for a ticket right. so maybe they can only pay a hundred dollars for a ticket or seventy dollars for a ticket that doesn't mean they should be insulted coming to see you i can't stand this culture of rich people who've created a bubble around themselves and then kind of look down on everybody else. And it's like, you know, fuck you. I always, this is why we've said it on this show from the beginning. 
Don't get your information from people whose job it is to sell you stuff. Don't listen to people and take your political direction from people whose job it is to sell you things because you will always be disappointed. And, you know, people think that Dave is like this because his comedy is like this, but then he does something like this. And it's like, listen, you can be friends with Elon Musk, but take the temperature of the room. This is also a guy who walked into a company. Smart people walk into a company that they bought. And they have smart people that they have hired and they say, okay, let's look at how we can make this more efficient and make money. They don't immediately just come in and treat the workers like, all right, you're all locked out of this. All right, you're fired. Oh, fuck you. You can't have the things that we agreed to. And everybody applauds that as great business. But it's like, that's fucking bullshit because we also know that those same people who applaud that if they ha- that happened to them at their job, Americans are so litigious, the first thing they'd be doing is running to a labor lawyer to, to file a suit. Are, uh, in, in, I, I really think that people are, uh, to be honest, I don't think people are applauding what Musk does. But I think what's, you know, I heard this on the news the other day, and it's true. I Some mean, people, Amer- he's got fans. It's weird. It's weird. Well, um, well, because people see him as a self-made man, which he's not. That's the thing. And they, but and, they ignore and- all the other shit. And you know? he he didn't invent Tesla. He's not as smart as he prepared. But I think what's really, I mean, and I saw this on the news uh, the other day. I mean, I, I don't care about Twitter. I use it very fr- infrequently. Right. Like, it, not at all. But for uh, outside of the United States, in, in countries like Algeria or Iran, Twitter is their means of getting information out about really important things. Including so world leaders. They right. Use it. I'm saying yeah. if he screws yeah. up here, this is more than just tweeting stupid pictures. This is a lifeline, seriously, for people in people who are trying to work against oppressive governments. So his 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 sort of cavalier attitude about this really speaks volumes about how little he cares about people, mm-hmm. honestly. You know, I don't think he wanted it. He got forced into buying this shit because he let his mouth get him into a situation he didn't want. Everybody always thinks that everything is easy from the outside. Like you just do this. And it's never that simple. And the truth of the matter is, it's like we keep well, we, when I say we, society keeps celebrating these people like him and Kanye West because you see somebody have success in a certain area. People just feel like, oh, well, he must be smarter than me or she's smarter than me because they have the answer. They've made it. They're successful. They're wealthy. But that's just also a bit of luck in the right people around you at the right time to help guide you through some shit. It's never one person on their own. And this man is literally acting like this is his playground. And it's totally irresponsible. Like, I don't like this whole thing where they've made Dr. Fauci into a political figure. He's a doctor. He's an infectious disease doctor. I think, you know, it's just ridiculous to me that suddenly everybody's made a doctor into this villain and you want him to be, you want him to be arrested for what? Trying to get us through a fucking pandemic? It's like, it's so weird to me that you reduce people's careers to one aspect. It's like, I just, I look at him, first of all, I don't even pay attention to Elon Musk because that's what he wants. All of these people, that's what they want. They crave the conversation. They they don't care if it's good or bad. It's like, just talk about me. It's that sick thing. It's like, just talk about me. I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad, as long as I'm in the conversation. And I just, I don't have the patience for it. So I don't, I don't click on anything about him. I don't click on anything about Kanye. I don't click on anything about the Kardashians because I just, I figure... If we don't click on these stories, they'll stop printing these stories because they'll they they won't they won't feed the appetite anymore and we'll move on to something else. And it's time to move on to something else. Let's get off Twitter. Mm-hmm. Well that's the way to do it. Get off Twitter. Yeah, but the thing is, we communicate with a lot of people there too, right? So I don't want to be run off of something because some crazy man. It's like again, monitor situation, right? Because That's what people want, too. It's like, chase you away in the name of freedom of speech. And I'm really tired of everybody yelling that for every kind of egregious behavior. It's like, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. It's like, okay. All right, kids. It's just... (laughs)
I won't. I will know. I am no longer engaging on Twitter. So right. I just won't do it. I mean, not because I use it that much, but I don't have to co-sign this guy's racism and sexism. And but you're either. not. We have a show and people follow our show there, right? So it's like, I do feel like for our show, it's like for our personal Twitter account, I don't really use it that much, but I believe, you know, listen, we're not co- like. It's such a weird thing, right? Because I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this. You know what I'm saying? And so I hear you 1,000%. There's really no right or wrong answer. It's like staying seems gross. Leaving seems like I don't want you to chase me away from, you know, where I promote to people who listen to my show. So there is no right or wrong answer. So I, I hear you with that because I definitely am not as active there as I used to be because it just seems like a free-for-all for fuckery. And I'm all about freedom of speech, but it's like to act like you don't need to moderate something. Well, you and- don't have the freedom to yell fire in a crowded theater. Right. I mean, that's, that's the definition. We have freedom of speech and people think freedom of speech is that you can call people the N-word when you just feel like it or you can like ask for the public execution or arrest of a doctor or you can do whatever the hell you want and that's not freedom of speech that's not freedom of speech you know and my favorite part about it is is that nobody ever thinks well there's also consequences they just do freedom of speech parts like yes you can say whatever you want but you also have to be willing to accept whatever consequences come from your speech like they act like well no i have freedom of speech you absolutely do you also have consequences to things so stop stop acting like Freedom of speech just means I get to say it. You well, sure do. Well, you sure con- do. But the then here's what comes from Twitter. that. The consequences right. leaving the site. Again, I have no, I don't use it enough, but the consequences, mm-hmm. if if enough people leave that he's banking on, mm-hmm. you know, if enough people start saying, I'm not going to go. But the problem is, is that fundamentally people don't care they want to, you know, they want their cake and eat it too. I'm not saying you, I'm not saying any, I'm just saying, and fundamentally money talks and he, people are enthralled by him. I think less and less so. Well, I don't They're, think it's that, I think part of the problem is people have built up whole lives there where they do business there, they communicate with people there. And all of a sudden this crazy man buys the thing and it rocks your shit and you're just kind of like, all right, well, where do I shift these people to? Instagram is so weird. You know, you see how we do that. It's just weird there too. It's like, all right nick Mm -hmm. carter was accused of raping somebody he probably did it okay well hold okay allegedly here's the thing we have okay but we have a show and it actually goes out over the air so you have to pepper those opinions really carefully with who's gonna sue me you say that and then we end up in trouble because I know people who, I know people, well, but there's two people here. So you can't okay. just take the hit right. for both of us. <laughs> okay. He was uh, accused allegedly of allegedly raping somebody and considering his, I, I. Yeah. No, and you could just say, and I believe her. I believe, I didn't really pay. Do you, do you believe, to- it's such a weird, Okay. I. Wasn't there some kind of weird caveat with it that the woman was um there was some believe, sort of i mental, believe there's like there's some sort of uh something uh, it's not yes. like a mental, i believe so, yes there's a so couple implying, of yes. implying that she was not did not have the I believe capacity there's autism, to give, consi- yeah, to, give to, to give consent i mean that's the sort of and eight that's why abc now this was in two abundance abundance of caution yeah. this yeah. is supposedly in 2001 right yeah i'm 2001 yes okay. see it's a very I'm having a, a hard time with these cases that come up with so much time has passed. It's already hard. I want justice for anybody that's had something done to them. But it's like when when an accusation is enough to really rock someone's world, how do you prove your innocence to something that has been years and years and years? It's a really hard one because I always think that justice should be served and it's never too late to get justice. But the the flip side is, how do we know what is true? Because we see somebody and they tell a sad story, right? And they said, this happened to me. It has been very many years. All right. Do you ever, I I will say this, and you watch Law and Order, so this is where we get our information. It does take (laughs) many women and men. Mm 
a very long time to come mm-hmm. to grips with it. Look at the the boys and girls that were abused by the Catholic Church. They didn't mm-hmm. come out immediately. So I am not offering opinion either way, but it does, depending on how old she was when this happened, a lot mm-hmm. of people have things that they just bottle up and then suddenly something happens and they're like, oh, she may have just suddenly seen him on the news or something and go, oh, Right. I remember. So, I mean, she's not asking. Is she asking for money, this woman? Why put herself out there like that? I'm not saying that people don't lie about things, but Mm -hmm. it's just there is a real I mean, not to get all clinical, but there is a real thing. It's not rape is not one of those things where you go. I was raped five minutes ago. I need to tell you, you know, I you don't. And a lot of women don't realize it's rape. They we've been they think it's like, oh, I just did, you know what I mean? So, right. I mean, there is a lot of, I see here exactly what I'm saying, but there's a lot of gray area with this. Rape is not just clocking somebody over the head and, and doing them in an alleyway type of thing. So I think there is a lot of nuance with this, but I can't believe Backstreet Boys is still touring. No, Miss Thing, um, they still make records and they have- that, I have no the, problem with the, them as a group. The, last, the, wrong. the yeah. whole group is being affected because, you know, they had, they, they just put out a Christmas album, which- uh, um, you know, they, first of all, they still play arenas. They are huge oh, still. Um, the ABC just dropped. They filmed the whole Christmas special. Uh, ABC dropped the Christmas special. They did perform at Jingle Ball, but Jingle Ball cut them out, their performance, out of the live stream that went out over the air. Hasn't so it's he definitely always been the one that isn't he like the Kyrie Irving of that group though? Isn't it always centered around him? <laughs> I'm being very and, and the weird thing is, is this has also brought up some other allegations, evidently, of, of sexual something sexual around him. Look, so it's was, a weird, it's a was, weird, weird. He did not thing. have a child. I'm not excusing it, but you know, let's be honest. They, they, they did not have a, a a normal quote unquote childhood. Listen, I want all victims to have justice. I didn't, I didn't want it to sound like I, I'm. Not, no, I'm I, know, a, I know. I want I know. every. If something happened to you, I absolutely believe you deserve justice. I don't care how many years have passed. I just wonder, it's like, when we are now in this world of public opinion, you know, being judge, jury, and executioner, 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 how do you, it's like, you know, and you're a public person, how do you, how do you even, it's just, it's such a, it's such a weird, weird It'll be, thing. it'll be six yeah. months and nobody, nobody will care. I mean, how many people do we know of have been a, a celebrities who have been accused of all sorts of things and the charges are dropped or whatever, you yeah. know, which is a beautiful segue into R. Kelly where they took years to Miss- nail his fucking ass. All right. Did an album called I Admit It suddenly appear? Has he been communicating with O.J. Simpson? Wasn't that O.J. Simpson? I was was like, what was O.J. Simpson's If I did it. it. If If I did it. it. I read that. Remember it got put out for free online? Remember, it got released for free and you could download it. That was back. And it was a Law and Order episode. I downloaded that sucker and I, it sure was was a Law and Order Barbie Cannavale. Barbie (laughs) Cannavale. Playing a disgraced baseball player. Wait, they also did it again with, um, oh my God, Norm. Norm, who, what's Norm's from, last name? Norm on Broadway. Gears? No, 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 no. Norm, who's, he's the black Broadway, Bro- Hughes star. I can't remember Norm's last name. But, uh, and I saw him in Porgy and Bess with Audrey McDonald. I love Audrey McDonald. Can I just tell you something? I'm obsessed with Audrey McDonald. I'm an Audrey McDonald queen, honey. Oh, you're she's the got- only one. I've, she's oh. very obscure. That's interesting. <laughs> right. Never woman? never heard of never, her before. No, never heard of never her. Never heard. Nobody's People never- need to pay attention to her. People really need to pay attention to her. This is but, an uh, undersung Broadway phenomenon. You know what I'm saying? What? Um, <laughs> but, and Law & Order graduate. No, remember it was- if I, if she sure was, if she used to be one of the, she played, the, she was, she like was the, a shrink. shrink. Remember she came in and she was with Stabler and, she and was he like, told her all Stabler, his shit. I think you're and, fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. And then Olivia, your father raped your right. mother. It has no impact on my life whatsoever. 
I'm the child of an uh, uh, unwanted pregnancy. I don't see how this impacts me. Anyway, it used to Kelly. be so good, good when those episodes, they were so Stocks good. now. It's yeah, so yeah. Good. Oh, my God. Right, so R. Kelly. So somehow it's releasing music, and the somehow. songs are like, so what I peed on her, she fucking asked for it. <laughs> The bitch was 14, but she looked like she was 20. I, mean, I don't know what the fuck. And they've all been dropped. But here, here's the part that it was like mind-boggling. The fact, Uni- where did it Universal. come from? Well, it was you, like, where yeah. did it come yeah. from? <laughs> yeah, how did it get out, number one? And I'm assuming when did he doesn't he record have... It? When did he... I'm assuming he doesn't have internet access. I mean... <laughs> and one would hope. Um, and it's unlike the TV shows I watch where people in, like, French prisons or Swedish prisons where mm-hmm. they have massages and internet actions and reiki mm-hmm. sessions. But... Um, this was released and it was on the thing and had it something universal records was the parent, 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 parent company of this thing, like 20 degrees of separation. And they were like, Oh shit. And then they took it off. But really, <laughs> but wait Art a Kelly, someone had to, things don't just appear on streaming services. Well, that's what I'm you saying. go through the process, you're yeah, submitting it. Saying. It's uploaded into a portal. Yeah. Where did this album come yeah, this from? Is not, like, and when was right. it recorded? Yeah, I mean, it's not like he put it out and put it on a boombox and had somebody stand. I mean, it went through checks and balances. At some point, did someone went, R. Kelly? Wait a minute. R. Kelly? Wait. R. Kelly? Well, I admit it. Call, I admit it. Jesus fucking Christ. Did somebody put recording equipment on his on his book? Did the, they say like the, here's the recording equipment? The fierce part about all of it is is you can't make it up. You can't no, make like, this up. Here it's are like, <laughs> here are here's some extra money for some Fritos and a and a and a recording equipment. How did he do this? On his phone. Oh, he must have Wait a minute, he doesn't have a phone in... They be having phones in prison. That's what I'm saying. He had a phone and smuggled it out. You would die, though, because the sound quality is probably terrible. I mean... I mean... And it's a 19-minute song. A 19-minute, I would admit, I admit it. He's the worst. (laughs) I want to go on record as saying that I was never a fan of his, and I thought he was an Aaron Hall wannabe. That's how old I am. I mean, I will go on the record and say the Toinga Toing used to make me dance like a prostitute at All-Star Weekend. It just was my thing. Oh, my God. The analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. This Patty LaBelle story, I, did it have anything to do with her, the bomb scare, or was it just a bomb scare? We don't know, because she's on stage. She was literally nine minutes into the show. She sang two songs. Were the shoes on or off? The shoes are on. Miss Thing, she didn't even get a chance to give you the my shoes to come off. Right. She was talking to the audience. A woman was saying, I turned. Today's my birthday. I'm 70. Next thing you know, security comes on. You hear a scream, wait! And they just pull her off the stage. Because she had had those shoes off. She could have hit somebody in the head because I've seen her who is trying to threaten to blow up Patty fucking LaBelle at Christmas a Christmas concert well I mean it's scary I mean obviously it really is because it's we're showing like new lows of crazy stuff you saw how they shut down a drag show in New York well, that, that's, in New that's, York. that's a political statement that's but, a political but statement. that was yeah. never happening in New York you know what yeah. I mean we weren't seeing that in New York and now it's happening here. It's really kind of crazy the the madness of the hate that we're really starting to see just come out even here. New York has always had our racist shit. You know, there's always been shit. But we've not had people trying to show up and storm gay bars here. And there's been a lot of violence and things against our community. And now we're just, I don't know. Between that and there's some gang of people who are going around who are drugging and robbing gay men and like at least seven men have died in the city it's it's weird times man weird times everybody stay safe like real talk well, stay I safe mean, did we the covid we have always had people with mental illness we have always had people with violent and then imagine that you're mentally ill and for two years you can't go in to see your therapist if you're seeing a therapist or you have problems getting your mind. So, you know, we still view mental illness in this country as something you need to get over. You know, like, right. why can't you just get over it? It's, you know, 
So I'm not excusing that. And the Patty LaBelle thing, where's security? I don't know. I get like literally well, like a. Se- yeah, well, the I security mean, came, but the thing is, there's a bomb threat. If somebody calls it a bomb, oh, threat, they have, called it in. They called it in. They had to empty out the entire theater. Then you know they had to bring in the canine dogs. You have to search the entire. Th- you're looking for a bomb. Yeah, I've been in schools where that's happened, mm. where there've been bomb threats um, or active shooter threats, and you just empty everybody out. And well, that's too bad. She's fine though, right? Nothing yeah. happened to her. No. All right. All right. So. I decided to actually listen to music that was released within the last 40 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I'm cutting edge, baby. Growth. Growth. All right. So um, Little Sims has a new record out. I still need to listen to it. How is it? Well, so far it's great. I just love her. I I like the whole idea of a Little Sims. Me too. too. And SZA has a record out. And Been on that. It's great. Five tracks in. So far, yeah. I'm really liking it. And I go hot and cold here because I am somebody who doesn't like the kind of singing. I like a hook there. But I think it's really kind of a mate. Now, of course, the critics are being ridiculous and calling it an instant classic. And the album for our ages, I'm like, okay, it was literally released two days ago. Like two days ago. But. It is quite interesting and how this woman has already kind of carved out a lane for herself based on one record many Which came out ago. in 2017. And, you know, many you know me, I talk ago. about how, you know, with new artists being taking that longer break sometimes is the kiss of death. But there's something interesting about her that after that first record, she really got put at the top of the heap. Like, yep. you're the one. Right. And, and, with, and, and I hear you, right? Because her style of singing is not... There's no histrionics. The, her voice doesn't right. go it's really conversational. big. It's very it conversational. And, I, and, you know, we kind of talk about that style of singing a lot as being like, okay, everybody sounds like that. But I enjoy her, too, and I enjoy her voice. And I think it's her lyrics that really set her yeah, apart. It, speaks to, it yeah. speaks to a lot of women. They really mm-hmm. do. And I think her whole look is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think she has made very smart cameos. Mm-hmm. Very smart cameos. I mean, it did help that she was on that she had the co-sign from Kendrick Lamar. They are no longer working mm-hmm. together, but she's made very intelligent uh, cameos in that working with everybody as schlocky as Maroon Five and making him sound good. Mm-hmm. And you know, Doja Cat, which won her Doja Grammy, Cat, Doja mm-hmm. Cat, and Phoebe Bridger. I mean, she's mm-hmm. just bringing in a lot of stuff. So so far, so good. I mean, I'm only five songs in because, and you know, my song, I, the song that I played ad nauseum was her duet with Saint John. Right. And I want a record from him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want a record. I find him to be really. Uh, he to me is the Lakeith Stanfield of R and B. Because he's yeah, he's interesting. Weird. Mm-hmm. He's interesting, right? There's mm-hmm. something I, you know, and the vocals are always, especially the vocals with her are always, you would know this more because you're a production guy, but the vocals are very uh, digitally altered. But I think she actually can sing. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's just her thing, right? Are you listening? The Little Sims is good so far, though. You know what I'm listening to, and I'm surprised at how good it is? Black Eyed Peas have a new album called Evolution. Okay, hold on. I have to go outside and have a no. heart attack and come well, back. Well, no, because wow. here's the thing, because it's not. You know, Fergie hasn't been with them for years. And remember, it will it will remind you of Black Eyed Peas before Fergie. And when the they last two albums, alternative. yeah, this it, it the beats are really good. It, it's a really first of all, the production is really good because Will is a great producer. He's you not going to have can't take that production. away from him. The production yeah. on this album is really good, and the songs are upbeat, and some of them have dance oh, beats, and it's a really good album i'm surprised at how much of a good album it is well i think that you know he you know he always was a good producer i just didn't like the stuff he was producing and he was one of the first um mainstream black artists and certainly hip-hop related artists to kind of jump on european dance beats i mean he was very early on with that yeah um so I have to give him credit for that. Um, and he's a smart guy. And he, but who's the vocalist on this? That the woman they've been working with for a while? Yep. Okay. Um, are the two guys, the two, yeah, the it's two it, Andrew, the two Andrew Ridgeleys of the group? Yeah, but it's, <laughs> yeah, but here's, it's, it's, you know, and it's, it's the three of them, really. Okay. They are, it's the three of them. And it's great. Listen. Remember I love, you know, out? we always talk about really tight production. And what yeah. I always appreciate 
great production. Yeah, no. And remember, though, when they, I guess, I mean, you remember this too. I think they were on Interscope and they were like the new far side. They were pushing them like the LA Tribe Call Quest, mm-hmm. like the backpacky, all that stuff. And then they, the the woman who was there singing, and then Fergie came in. And I like the Fergie solo record. Mm-hmm. I like London Bridges and all that kind Listen, of stuff. Listen, her first solo record was hit after hit after hit after hit. Again, Will I Am, right? right. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you can't fuck with him as a producer. He's a great producer. Right, yeah. He can do hip hop, he can do dance, he can do pop. Yeah, the hair mm. annoys me, but I know that's very shallow. <laughs> he looks like Gumby. Mm. He looks like Gumby, damn it. All right, anything else you want to... Um... Well, I'm excited for this Whitney Houston biopic. I want to dance with somebody. So I'll probably go see that at some point during Christmas. This Avatar movie is coming and everybody's talking about it. But fun fact, I saw the first Avatar. I thought it was fine. I I didn't really get why everybody's so obsessed. But, you know, it's like there's a new one coming. I never saw Avatar. You know? Not my kind of movie. The Whitney Houston. I don't know, man. Don't we? I mean, don't we know everything about her at this point? Well, you know, this is her biopic, right? So now we get the the family involved. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> so Bobby's going to end up looking like garbage, and Robin will be somebody she thinks she met once in high no, school. No, evidently, evidently, the movie does kind of delve into. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so evidently okay. they go there a little bit. So is she know. the woman who's playing her singing, or are they using? Like, no, they're using Whitney. Using Whitney. Here's the oh. thing: don't try to have nobody sing the Whitney. I was going to say Houston. It's like <laughs> unless you're Sissy Spacek doing Coal Miner's Daughter, there has never been anybody in these movies who can pull off the singing. I mean, that's like the hardest part of it in a lot of ways. Well, that'll be interesting, mm. and it's going to be warts and all, then, right? Warts and all, supposedly. Is Clive Davis in it? Is the same yes. guy that plays every no. Jewish record yeah. executive playing Stan- him again? Stanley Tucci plays Clive Davis. All right. I, I'm saying there's like one guy who plays every there's like mm-hmm. there's like two guys who play every record company guy. They just slap glasses on him. They're always mm-hmm. bald. And you know, <laughs> he played Ahmed Erdogan. He mm-hmm. plays Oh, or, look, Sandy Tucci is a great actor. So, so and I the, play Whitney. Like they, like when you're going to be really so surprised who, at the end. At the end, when I come sissy, out in my wig, there's, there's, there's a, a sissy. Tamara Tooney plays sissy. Really? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> there is somewhat of a resemblance, actually. Mm-hmm. Like Tamara Tooney plays sissy. So who plays Whitney? Like a new person? Naomi right? Aki. She's a British actor. Mm-hmm. Aha! Another Brit taking work mm-hmm. away from Americans. Mm-hmm. Just thought I'd say that. That's ridiculous. Who cares? <laughs> I just thought I'd say that. Just throw that out there for no good reason. Um. Oh. Okay. All right. I want a Yoko Ono biopic. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Why? <laughs> I think. It, Do you also want it, shingles? I think. I think. I think it would be amazing, right? It's like we could see the deepness of Walking on Thin Ice or oh, Hell in Paradise oh. or Every Man Has Listen, a Woman ult- Who Loves Can I tell you it. something? She ultimately was more interesting than John Lennon because she was she was smarter. She was a real ground. I mean, she is as an artist. I can't deny early career. I just mm-hmm. don't ever need to hear her sing ever again. She I don't know why me. I was attra- I've been attracted because to her weirdness that, and all of that. Because it's the not beginning. a weirdness, just don't like the way because that song talk about production. Come on, Walking on Thin Ice was just like a b- fantastic New York City club song because it's the it first married- 45 I ever bought and I still of th- all the records I have lost throughout the years, I fucking still have that. My first 45 was <laughs> I Want You Back by the Jackson 5. Yeah, I but still have No, that. I mean, mm-hmm. Walking on Thin Ice was great because it married like the two things New York is known for, club beats and the avant-garde. Right. So it was great, but yeah. Yes, she doesn't, but she is a, a very interesting person. And I will say this: when you saw, when you, I don't know if you watched uh, the get back, the the redone on, it, and mm-hmm. I kind of watched it begrudgingly. Your opinion of her will one hundred percent change because she has been painted with the sexist, 
Yeah, I know. Quasi racist yeah. mm-hmm. brush, and and she was there because he wanted her there. Not that part. Because, Everybody always skips that portion of our show. Yeah, he you know? wanted her there because he needed her. She was his support animal. You know what I mean? Like he needed her to be creative. And she, I believe she was his muse. You know what I mean? Well, she absolutely. And also, she's a performance artist. She was doing performance art by sitting there the whole time. I mean, that's the ultimate performance art. She's sitting there. Nobody noticed when. Paul McCartney's wife. What's her face? Linda. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So Whitney Houston biopic. I will. Yeah. Okay. And you have to finish White Lotus. I have to start it. Let's, how's that? Did you watch the first season? Yeah. The first season was so good. I didn't want to watch the second season. This one starts, right. This one starts really slow, but then by episode three is when it picks up. I've heard it picks up. Because that guy that played the hotel manager in the first season was- Brilliant. It was really hard to move past. And I had a a very hard- Friends had to force me to keep watching because I was like, "Uh, I'm not loving this. They're like, no, it gets good. All right. I'm going to have to- Because that first one gripped me. First of all, you know- Oh, my God. That first one was phenomenal. Everybody knows I fuck with fucking Connie Britton. I love Connie Britton. The best hair in the business. I love love her too. She's fucking Raina James, okay? I love. (laughs) She's what's her face from Friday Night Lights? Mm hmm. The best marriage ever in Mm -hmm. television or movies. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I will watch it. It's just I've been caught up with British and French things, but and school. But I do want to watch it. But you're exactly right. The first buzz out of it was like, Mm -hmm. you know. And now, um, I will watch it. I will definitely watch it because I have no life and I have nothing else to do. All right. So what do you like, guys? It's been a great year. Thank you. You know, as we got our little wrap up, it's everywhere. You have really grown with us and we've gained a whole gaggle of new listeners in 2022. We're really appreciative of that. So thank you. And it seems like you guys share the show. You tell a friend for all of the people who've put our show on their newsletters and on their listening, listen to this, this week list. We thank you for sharing. We thank you for listening and growing with us. Um, this show is three and a half years old. It's kind of crazy that it has gone by so fast. We have a lot of plans for 2023. One day when we get Elizabeth Taylor White Diamonds lighting, we'll actually do video. But until then, you're just going to hear our voices. I would I would settle for just I, the blurred background. I want to look like Elizabeth Taylor in the White Diamonds commercial. Mm-hmm. I want to show up and be like, "Here, it's going to take a lot of work." <laughs> these are these have always have brought a Diane me luck. Care, have a Diane Carroll in a White Diamonds <laughs> who, commercial. Who always Take looks that. fabulous. Amazing, Carroll. Amazing. Mean, just amazing. always, always, Absolutely always pull. And by together. the way, for those of you who kind of go back and listen to our shows, please pick up the books of the writers that we talked with we love the right we love all our guests but we we you know dan chartis and michael um goldberg and um rj and rj and just and um even uh, go all the way back to the beginning to ben merlis's cold chilling book oh yeah but debbie smith's bevelations sean Sean satero please pick up a you know if you go to bevy's site i believe you know you can order a personally signed and scripted bevelation she'll come over to your house and read you for you know yeah 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 yeah. like (laughs) literally all the writers we've had on this show yeah please do support them i mean support all everybody but especially books books are important they're great at christmas time they are they are if forces your friends to read. My girlfriend Regina's book, you know, just Regina R. Smith, like he never came home. Regina R. Robertson. Why not? She's going to kill me for calling Regina R. R. Smith. For her book, He Never Came Home. Just books, books, books. I know we promote a lot of books on the show. We get a lot of writers who talk about music. Oh, and, Jody you know, Rosen. Jody yeah. Rosen. Jody Rosen. Um, we we love the writers because they're always a really good time and really great conversations. We have a bunch of great guests lined up and more than just writers for 2023. So it's going to be a good upcoming season. So we hope you guys drink a lot of Coquito. Or um, not. Or not. <laughs> or no not, pressure. Or no pressure. I'll have some non-alcoholic spirits or non-alcoholic wine. Sit around the Christmas tree, the Kwanzaa bush, the Hanukkah menorah, all of the things. <laughs> have a good holiday, a great new year, and we will see you the first week of January. Bye, Bye. guys.